Hello, all you denizens out there in podcast land. Welcome to the latest edition of Sports Frenzy 2.0. I am the maestro, Kevin Crane. I'm the conquistador, Dave Height. Well, we thought we were going to do a normal little episode here this week as we tape on the 18th of August. This will hit tomorrow, the 19th. But today we had some interesting sports news hit that made both Dave and I kind of rethink how we wanted to open this particular show. So we're getting close to football season, which is, of course, our favorite time of the year when it comes to sports. Absolutely. And, of course, we've also still got NASCAR, still got baseball going on. So this is a very busy, exciting time of the year. Everything's ramped up. Right. So in addition to the fact that we had this little story that Dave's going to lead us into here in a second with this confluence of all these great sports either getting ready to go to the playoffs or starting their regular season we figured maybe this would be a nice time to do an annual state of sports frenzy address and i think i'm i'm giving this too nice of a tone because once we get into this i'm probably going to be really my (laughs) usual asshole self but I want Dave to explain kind of why we're in the mindset we're in and why we're doing this. So I pass it along to my brother from another mother, the conquistador. All right, kids. This story, when it hit, talking about this kind of thing is the whole purpose of why we started Sports Frenzy way back in the day. 30 years ago, pretty much. So it's it's the, the idiocy of what has transpired this is what we'd like to discuss and point out how bad it has become the story i'm referring to jack morris former pitcher for the tigers now television voice when otani came up to the plate they with runners on his co-host asked him how do you pitch to him in this position Morris responded, be very, very careful, but he did it with an accent. Be very, very careful. Elmer Fudd people, be very, very quiet. He was trying to have some fun with it while saying, you got to watch out. Few innings later, he's forced to apologize if he offended anybody. Now, today, this was last night as we taped happened on the 17th. Today, the 18th, he has been indefinitely suspended by Bali Sports, who run the Tigers television, and he has to undergo bias training because he made a different quote from a cartoon character, people. Come on, how is that offensive? He was trying to have a little bit of fun in the broadcast. And this overreaction in this day and age of being PC and, oh, we can't do anything. Cancel culture. Cancel culture. The bullshit that happened here is ridiculous. There's no excuse for him not being able to do an Elmer Fudd impersonation. He wasn't making fun of anybody. God, you people really need to pull your heads out of your asses. And that leads us into where we're going here for the next couple minutes, because 
this particular story set Dave off. And I happened to stumble upon a couple other stories, not sports related. One actually will show up on the weekend edition, entertainment related. But I made the mistake of scrolling down and reading comments into the comment section. I know we should never do that. Social media is the downfall of everything right now. So that's where Dave and I are going to go here with our quick 2021 State of Sports Frenzy Address. Maybe some of you will listen to this episode for the first time. I mean, we're 24 in now. Yeah. Hopefully you'll start at the beginning, move your way through to this, or if you jump on here, that's great. But between the Jack Morris story and, again, with me stumbling on the comments and people saying, I'm right, you're wrong, no, I'm right, you're wrong, you're an idiot, you're an asshole, you're a dickhead, I'm fed up. I'm just like Dave. I'm fed up with this. You people need to understand the purpose of Sports Frenzy and how it fits into the sports world and the podcast universe as a whole. Everybody has an opinion. Us included, that's why we're doing this. We call out what we think is a stupidity in sports. We don't agree with everything that happens. Sometimes we do. It's a rarity, but it does happen. A lot of times we don't even agree with each other, but we don't call each other names. We agree to disagree and we move on. That's what's missing in the world today is people being able to have civil conversations and at the end, just agree to disagree and move on. Calling each other names, cancel culture, all this crap is not healthy. No, it is absolutely destructive for our society. And you guys can call us hypocrites. You can call, especially me, because I tend to get a little bit more worked up than Dave. But like he said, he and I have been doing this for 30 years. We've been best friends for 30 years. We get mad at each other when it comes to some of these topics. And at the end, we raise a toast, raise a glass, raise a beer, move on. Yep. Society needs more sports frenzy. Yeah, we call people idiots and morons for what they do and, and how worse. they act. And worse. And it's us expressing our opinions. They're not, not everybody's going to agree with us. Some will. But that's what we're doing. We're not trolls in our mother's basement. We're trolls in my basement. Okay? We're both fathers. We're both successful late middle age are we late middle age or middle age middle age early middle age okay i hope you're just saying that to make us feel better but <laughs> um we but we we're not we're not gleaning off the tit of our mothers anymore or, or taking our father's wallets like a lot of you trolls out there are we are entitled to be angry we're entitled to be upset and remember, we don't even really talk politics. We're just talking sports and entertainment on the weekend edition. And it's still enough. Like Dave said. Occasionally, politics weaves its way in. Right. But the cancel it, culture stuff is really a hot button topic for us. Because we're lucky here with, with how podcasting has exploded over the last few years. And, and thank God for Spotify. They don't censor you. 
All you got to do is click a button and say you're explicit and yep. you can say what you want. I have been censored on Amazon when I try <laughs> to review stuff, just trying to, you know, maybe get some exercise in writing going. And I will, I will put a review out there and they will reject it. Because it was negative about yeah, the said there's a author they, or whatever. I can't remember the specific terms they use, but it's something like a sensitivity issue. So I, I have tried to review stuff over the last four or five years. I probably put only I, I mean, I, six reviews a year maybe about something I feel strongly about one way or the other. Yeah, and at least twenty five percent of them get rejected. And I am very cognizant of the fact that they are very particular about what you say. So I try to word it in a much more mature way, let's say, than what we do here on Sports Frenzy. And I still get booted. So that's why I love the fact that Dave and I can do this. We can say what we want. We can say, fuck you. And Spotify says, as long as you click that button, you're okay. People know what they're getting. We're not trying to degrade people to the point where they you know, have to change their mind to come around to our way of thinking. We just want to put out our views and maybe make people think a little bit about some issues from a different perspective. And we might insult a team or a player or an owner that you absolutely love. Drop us a line. If you want to engage... We'll, we'll ridicule and vilify our favorite players, owners, and teams when they do stupid stuff. I never, ever will have a problem with healthy debate. Never. But the example I gave before that I stumbled upon today a couple times, again, you've all probably stumbled upon it too, and the sad thing is a lot of you probably partake in it, is that you can't have a marginally civilized discussion about something. You have to start throwing names. You have to start bringing politics into it. We're venting. I'll admit it. We vent. We vent a lot. That's why we scream a lot. That's why we yell a lot. And if, again, we insult somebody you don't think we should be insulting, tough titties. Because we have the right. And believe me, I got my dumb ass of the week. And she's taking over for LeBron James. <laughs> you know it's coming. I know it's coming. You'll hate me. 99% of you out there will hate me, but I am adamant and firm in my belief about this particular person playing us like a fucking fiddle. Again. And like I said, 99% of you won't agree with me. I don't give a rat's ass because I believe in my heart and my soul and my intellect what I'm going to say about this person when we get to the red form and dumbasses and of the it's week. probably one that I have probably the same one but to wrap this up we just want to let you know we're not bad guys but damn it we're gonna we tell play you them on we play them on the podcast <laughs> we are not trying to be the villains here we're trying to call the villains out we're and just I trying think, to make you think a little bit. I think the problem is the idea of a villain in sports and entertainment and society has shifted so much since the early 90s. Yes. Now a villain is anybody when we you first disagree started with. This, when we first started this, 
the idea of a villain was a lot more clear-cut, a lot more black and white, not a racist term, okay? Now it's all muddled, and the bad guys seem to be the good guys, and the good guys seem to be the bad guys. And the minute you screw up, like Jack Morris, you're vilified. Oh, you're done, gone. That needs to stop. Stop protecting the villains. Start calling things like they should be called out and put these evil bastards and these stupid goddamn celebrities and these stupid goddamn sports figures who get chance after chance after chance. Drag them out into the light so for you see what they are. You see the warts and all. That's what we're trying to do. Because ESPN ain't going to do it. Nope. NBC ain't going to do it. CBS won't do it. The rat won't do it. So we're here to do that. That is your state of sports frenzy for 2021. On to baseball. Yes, we're going to continue since we brought up Jack Morris. So let's keep going with baseball. Lots of White Sox news this week. Lots of good and bad. Good and bad. Should we start with... The good from last Thursday from the Field of Dreams game. As always, it seems like we tape Wednesday night and, and everything, everything in sports happens Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> everything Never great fails. Or, or controversial or big happens on Thursday. This was probably Major League Baseball's finest moment in years where they didn't screw something up completely. The but whole, they, they will eventually. They will eventually, but this this was Major League Baseball special night, middle of the week, prime time game on network. Network, not streaming, not a cable network, an actual over-the-air broadcast. Thank you, Fox, for taking that on. So it was the feel good with Costner coming out and then the players coming out through the corn. Which I loved. That's that was beautiful. I did not watch the whole game, but I did watch that beginning part, and I did love that. And Costner, I, he's cool. I just love Kevin Costner. I think he's underrated. Yeah. I mean, he gets his due, but at the same time, you know, for some reason he's never considered like with De Niro and Pacino. But, like, I've still got to get you to watch Yellowstone. I'll get to it. But Costner's reaction coming out of the corn right. to seeing the saying. field yeah. for the first time, it hit him. It was an emotional experience for him. You could tell. Well, I thought he was acting, but I thought he did a great job of it. Well, yeah, but he'd probably, but still, it was one of those magical nights. It was the most watched regular season game since 2005. Yeah, when the Yankees and Red Sox were vying for who was going to win the division or be the wild card. So, of course, they came out right away and said, we're going to do it again next year. Yep. Uh, With the Cubs and the Reds. (sighs) Let's hope the Cubs actually field something other than a double-A team. That would be a helpful, uh, helpful thing for ratings. Now, I didn't get a verification on this, and I hate to be a Debbie Downer here. We're talking this thing up. It was great. I love the beginning again. Great that the ratings were so fantastic. Like you said, great that they actually had the balls to put it on over the air, network TV. 
And it was a good damn game. I heard the ratings for that Hall of Fame football game were still better. A worthless, How? nothing football game between the, the Steelers and the Cowboys somehow still got better ratings. That boggles my now, mind. I, again, I haven't verified it, but I did hear it from a, a reliable source. That That's mind-boggling. Well, they just say that's, you know, it just shows how baseball isn't connecting with the younger generation anymore. Yeah, and it's baseball's own fault for bad marketing. So now we, we did the good, let's move on to the bad. Yep. Uh, last night, on the 17th, A's pitcher Chris Bassett took a line drive from Brian Goodwin, 100 mile an hour is off the bat into the side of his face. Immediately dropped, blood flowing. Thankfully, Bassett is fine. He's got fractured cheekbone, fractured jaw. Uh, once the swelling goes down, they're going to do surgery. Neurologically, everything is fine. Vision is good. He was released from the hospital, and the prognosis is excellent for him. So thankfully, this was not worse than it could have been. Yep. And really, there's nothing you can do. It's just the nature of the game. It's Yeah, it's the game. It, and now Major League Baseball for a while has been contemplating moving the mound back a little bit just to give pitchers that much more time to maybe react and get a glove up. But it's, it's the nature of the game. Yeah. So the White Sox are doing fine doing okay not <sighs> not picking up ground but not losing ground they're 70 and 50 as we tape definitely in charge they're, of they're the, plotting along the centrals they're 11 and a half up on cleveland so they're gonna win again we've said this for a month they're gonna win the al central yeah this, they just have to learn how to play against the, the good teams right right and are they and going they, to have home field against those good teams or not right and it depends on where they catch them, too, at what point. They caught the Astros just as the Astros were hitting a streak and the Sox were starting a mini skit. Sox were playing okay, but they caught the red-hot Yankees coming in. And we wound up getting that one and the Field of Dreams game, but dropped the others because we couldn't get the timely hits. We out-hit them but we couldn't do anything with anybody on. So. Hey, I'm just happy the Cubs won a freaking game. <laughs> what What was it? How uh, many in a row? 12. 12. They had a 12 game losing streak until last night. They had to go to their stopper. The only guy on the freaking roster right now. With any experience. Right. Because Wilson Contreras is on the IL. They released Jake Arrieta because he was abysmal. So Kyle Hendricks, really the only guy on that roster who I trust, the stopper of the staff actually shut down the Reds last night. So they broke the 12-game losing streak, and they won again today. Wow. So they're they're putting a little kink here in the, in the Reds, Reds' playoff run. Yep. Um, we, we talked about Jack Morris with calling the Angels game, but more Angels news. They released 
Adam Eaton designated him for assignment. So that's twice now this year he's been let go. So, yeah, that tells you that's probably got to be the close to the song end for, him. for him. Same thing with, remember, we talked about Cole Hamels getting picked up by the Dodgers. Well, he, just like that injury, injury he's done. He's gone. He's not going to play for them. So, might be time for him to face the music too. Yeah. So, um, have to give props to. Rookie Diamondback pitcher Tyler Gilbert, very first major league game pitched, he gets a no-hitter. Good for him. Yeah, his first start. Was it three or four walks? Yeah. He gave up, but still. Yeah. And it's the first no-hitter by an Arizona pitcher at home. Oh, that I did not know. Good yes, they've Look had a couple you. of others. Randy Johnson, and I forget who else, had no hitters, but they were on the road. This is their first one at home. Yeah, just the, the fact that it was his first MLB start is just amazing. That's really freaking cool. Yeah. Now, I'm going to go back here for a second. We were just talking about players who should hang it up, read the writing on the wall. Let's have some fun with a player who did decide to hang it up. And he is now the new Bobby Bonilla. (laughs) (laughs) It's bad enough for the Baltimore Orioles that they are going through a worse losing streak than the Cubs just went through. Yes. They're They're currently on a 13-game skid. Yep. Chris Davis decided to retire. You would think, oh, well, finally, you know, that burden is off the franchise's shoulders. Well, no. No, no, it's not. Guaranteed money deferred out. From 2023 through 2037, Chris Davis will get $42 million in deferrals. So I just (laughs) need to find out when we have Chris Davis Day. (laughs) I think it needs to be rolled all into one. Every time this happens, like it has to be on the same day. It's on the same day. So deferral day. Deferral day or dumbass day or bad contract day. <laughs> yeah, so just when you figure it, okay, the fun with Bobby Vanilla is coming to an end. No. Nope. nope. You got Chris Davis picking up the mantle. <laughs> now, will they do do it kind of like the Mets did with Benia where they have some fun with it or are they going to be really bitter about it and just cut him a check? And... It's it's Baltimore. They're going to be bitter about it. <laughs> and it's just new Mets ownership that is having fun with it now. Oh, I think they've had fun with it for a while. A little bit, you know, um, it was, you know, thanks Bernie Madoff. <laughs> <laughs> All right, kids. That's it for segment one. Thanks for hanging in there for the state of sports frenzy. And we're coming back. It is time again. We're ramping it up for football. So we're going to give you an entire segment. I can't remember the last time we did this. An entire segment of only football. football Get used to football, it. Football, football, football. Probably from here on out. You're going to get a segment. All the way through the winter. (laughs) Yep, all the way through the Super Bowl, baby. All right, kids, we'll be right back. In a world of politically correct sports coverage, two individuals stand alone as the last bastion of sanity. 
the maestro, and the conquistador star in Sports Frenzy 2.0, the podcast. Available on Spotify, Anchor, Google, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Breaker, Apple, Overcast, and CastBox. All right, kids, welcome back. Sports Frenzy 2.0 taping on August the 18th, 2021. This will hit on the 19th. Dun, 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 dun. I think it's time for football, 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 finally. Finally. He's the maestro, Kevin Crane. He's the conquistador, Dave Height. We couldn't be more excited, even though it's preseason. Football is right around the corner. And while we're excited, we're also a little depressed in the Bears camp. Yeah, everybody's going crazy about Justin Fields, which is fine. It was know. a preseason game. But now the the repercussions of that first game are starting to come through. Injuries. Yes, unfortunate. And, and a big, big injury that really didn't have anything to do with that first preseason game. Right. Again, a very, very bad job by the front office. How do you not know what this <sighs> Tavon Jenkins undergoing back surgery? This is our second round pick from Oklahoma State, who we traded up to get in the second round. And at the time, we were excited. It looked like a great pick. Yes. But again, shades of Chris Williams from Vanderbilt. If you go back and oh and look God. and research that travesty of a, a first round pick. He had a back injury before coming into rookie camp. And it looks like Tevin Jenkins might be the exact same situation. Yeah, so he's going under surgery. Where is the research into this? Aren't you supposed to be looking at all of this there, Mr. Pace? You and your scouting staff should have picked up on this. Again, you screwed the pooch. And I'm going to say, again... Going back to State of Sports Frenzy, I don't give a rat's ass if I'm overreaching. I don't care what you people out there think. This is the last straw for me. This is the last straw for me. For, for you Pace. can't forgive this. No. You can't forgive this. You can't I don't care if Justin player. Fields turns out to be the next coming of Peyton Manning. You can't forgive the idiocy of this. No, this is the guy you drafted to protect fields right and now we're bringing in methuselah yeah otherwise known as jason peters again the second coming of orlando pace again isn't it amazing how all this stuff this week with the bears is hearkening back to stupid moves in the past yeah it's it's peters and pace williams and jenkins stupid is as stupid and does. i know i know pace didn't draft chris williams but no, it's a, but it's an organizational issue what is the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. We just proved that point with the Bears, didn't we? Yes, we did. That's why Pace has got to go. I'm done with him. I protected him. I tried to stick up for him over the last year. He's worn out my patience. Yeah. I can't deal with this crap anymore. He almost had a really good draft. This is the big glaring no-no. Yep. Yep. I can't do I can't do this anymore. I can't. I can't have another waste of I'm pick. not expecting 
perfection. It's That's an unrealistic goal. But at the same time now... You can't draft a guy in the first or second round that's not going to play. You can't draft him if they're hurt that bad. Yeah, and we're not, again, not talking about somebody who got hurt in the first preseason game. That'd be bad luck. Right. This is something that should have been scouted ahead of time. They should have found out there was something wrong with his back because he came into camp with this problem. Unforgivable. Unforgivable. And if it was an issue, why the hell didn't he have surgery to take care of it earlier? And of course, now the golden boy, Justin Fields, has got a groin issue. Yep. Slight pull. Our next so they're going to baby him. Now, we don't know the severity. We just know right, that they're going right, to baby him. Right. And that seems to be a trend on all these teams. Anybody yeah. who's got a slight injury. Oh, slight tweak. Oh, oh you're not it's playing the end of the, the preseason. World. You're not playing in the preseason. Cole Komet has a hamstring. Same thing. Oh, you're probably fine. Get Jimmy Graham's lame ass out there and make no him work. Kidding. I thought for sure they would have cut his ass. You would have thought, but nope. That all being said, they won their first preseason game. They yep. beat your they Miami beat the Dolphins. Dolphins. It's preseason. Now, I did watch the first half. You and I do have responsibilities, like we discussed again at the beginning of the show. We do have homes to tend to, yes. children to tend to. So I could not watch the second half. No, I missed the whole game because it takes me that long to take care of the yard. So I did at least get a little more insight than you did in terms of Miami. I know. I didn't see the glorious Justin Fields second half, but I did see Tua, which was very interesting because he did There's throw one marks. bad pick. He threw one terrible, awful pick. But otherwise, he looked pretty solid. And I think as Dolphins fans are going to have to get used to Tua making that one bad pass a game, I think. And I don't know, the one thing that he did very well, and again, maybe give the coaching staff credit for this, a lot of dink and dunk, used his running backs a lot, Brown, Gaskin, uh, not a lot of deep, deep throws. And that, of course, when he got into trouble is when he tried to throw yeah. one in the end zone. But again, this is... So is he this going is a... to be able to throw a deep ball? That remains to be seen. But this is a scripted game. Right. Because they'd practiced against each other for the days leading up to it. Right. So take the whole thing with a grain of salt. Right. And again, they're not. You're not going to pull out the big. Players. We have cut a game out of the preseason and it's still the same crap. It's still we're not going to play all these good players. Why do we even have a goddamn preseason? It's it makes stupid. no sense to me. No, it doesn't. So, preseason is supposed to be the guys getting used to getting hit. Everybody bitched and pissed and moaned now that we added a 17th game. Why don't we just get rid of the preseason and go 18? There you go. Make it even. Dump preseason entirely because it's a waste. Oh, but it gives us a chance to evaluate. The, yeah, the, the last few guys on the roster. How are we going to figure out the last few guys on the roster if Bullshit. we don't play preseason? 
It's a yet show. you make your season ticket holders pay for that garbage. Yeah, as it's part of their ridiculous. package. <sighs> Other NFL news. Should we stay in the NFC North? We could do that. And finally call out Mr. Rogers for, oh, I don't want 2021 to be a farewell tour from Green Bay. I don't know what it's going to hold in the future, but that's not my intention. No, you're a freaking dumbass. That's entirely what you want, you ridiculous prick. You almost used a word. I did. You weren't supposed to. <laughs> you about to cancel yes. culture. I call, I'm going to come out and say he's a retarded prick. There you go. He reaps what he sows. True sports frenzy spirit right there. Offend everyone. Leave nothing behind other than charred corpses of idiots in sports and entertainment. That's right. No, Rogers, that's exactly what you want. He's a drama queen. We know that. He's a drama. He he's playing us. He. I'm he's not gonna say her name, <laughs> but he is. He's a, a male version of my dumbass of the week. I almost we, called her. I know. I know. I'm trying to keep this under wraps. <laughs> My new LeBron, but he is the male version of her. Yes, yes, he is. Just you're yeah. just gonna have to stick around till the dumbasses oh, oh, to oh, figure oh, out who oh, I'm oh, talking look at about. Me, but don't look at me, look at me. But I don't want the attention. If there is anything, anything in the world that I hate more, it is people who manipulate and play other people. Yes, and that's what he does. He manipulates. He's playing the Packers. He's the Packer fans. How are they putting up with this? They're hoping that they get one last hurrah out of this guy. Jesus, they've got to be. They they have got to look at it. We need to use him the way he's using us. And they thought the the way Brett Favre left Green Bay was bad. Oh God. No, Favre I mean, looks like a folk hero compared yeah, to Rogers. This is Pollyanna compared to this. Yeah, what, this is yeah, this is like the island of Doctor Moreau, the island of Doctor Rogers. You know? Yeah, it's crazy. Um, more negativity because I am not a fan. We see it in the NBA all the time now. The player who forces his way out of a team. A lot of times the team that drafted him that actually put their faith in the strength of their franchise behind this player, first-round pick, decides after a while, eh, I just signed a new contract. I don't care. I want out. Eh, you you don't want to give me an extension two years before I really should get one? I eh. want out. Jamal Adams forced his way out of New York with the Jets. We all know the Jets are a dumpster fire. They are. But again, they were trying to sign him. They offered him fair money. <clears throat> My understanding is that they did. Yeah. But again, he wanted it right away the minute he was eligible. And they said, now hold on here, bud. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And that pissed him off, and he had to start the whining, bitching, pissing, moaning James Harden in Houston act. And you what don't happens, have any respect they're, for me. They're forced to trade him. Now, they got a decent... Paul back from the Seahawks right. when they did trade him. And but, Seattle paid out the nose 
Jesus, four years, 70 million extension, highest paid safety now in the NFL. And he hasn't even earned it yet. I honestly don't, I mean, we don't get a lot of Seahawks games here, and they haven't really been on national TV a lot since he came in. But yeah, I don't remember, you know, they had that great defense. You'd hear Richard Sherman's name all the time. You hear Cam Chancellor's name all the time. The times I've seen Seattle play, I don't he, remember his him name wasn't touted mentioned. all that much. I know. So really, how good is he? We don't know. He's got a good agent. Yeah. And of course, a lot of people would say pot kettle black because of Eddie Jackson. Because, you know, we we gave him a shit ton of money. <clears throat> that I didn't agree with either. I think that what that was was overpaying for a great late round pick, saying, look how smart I was to pick this that, guy. That was late. O- that was overpaying him to keep him from going somewhere else. Yeah, but we let other guys go. We have. But I don't know. It's stop overpaying. The Tim Tebow era is over. Completely done. His his attempt at being a tight end failed miserably. I'm just glad. It's fine. Bring him in for kind of a, a training camp stunt. Maybe bring people in for that first week. I'm just glad Urban Meyer was smart enough to say, okay. Enough's enough. Yeah. We're not gonna we're not gonna drag this fiasco out any longer. Right. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons have achieved a very admirable goal. Bully they, for them. The first 100% vaccinated team in the NFL. Bravo. Well done. Let's hope everybody else takes note. Finally, the last thing I've got in the NFL is... Uh, seems like there are a lot of people up in arms about the first weekend of preseason and the taunting penalty. Cause it seems like they're cracking down. This is the year now. This is last year. It was holding, right? Yeah. Or was it the year before? I can't remember. The last time I remember it was Hold, the holding. Holding was last two years ago. Last year was the targeting. There you go. Okay. Now it looks like taunting the Colts. <clears throat> Benny LeMay. Had a nice run, dragged a couple guys with him, bounced up after he got tackled, looked back at the guy who the finally the guy who finally brought him down. Didn't really do much other. He he didn't throw the ball at him. Just kind of dropped the ball, looked at him real quick, walked away. Flag. That's ridiculous. And that's what everybody's saying. Is that, that is it, absolutely stupid. If this is what the NFL is going to do, and I I'll tell you what. We all know. You know what taunting is. We all know the maestro is get off my lawn, guy. I'm old school. I hate these punk asses. I hate the celebrations in the end zone. I hate the taunting. I hate the guys. I saw somebody today talk about, I think this guy was a high school football coach, talking about how am I supposed to coach these kids when they look at these guys and the professional ranks acting like this, and these kids want to get up and do this primal scream every time they tackle somebody. How am I supposed to teach them sportsmanship when it's not at the professional level? 
so again, I wish this policy had been more consistent. They went too hard for too long. Then they said, okay, go ahead and choreograph all this shit. You know, like it's a Broadway musical. Yeah. And I was like, oh, great. Now you've done it. Now you've opened the floodgates. Stop celebrating mediocrity. If you make a good play, great, but don't celebrate it. If it's a phenomenal play, celebrate the shit out of it. If you catch a 75-yard pass and break three tackles to get into the end zone, my God, celebrate that shit. But if you catch a little dump when you're wide open, that's nothing to celebrate. Barry Sanders, the only time I will ever give him credit for anything. I mean, I know he's a great running back, but of course he's a lion, so he doesn't get credit from me. Act like you've been there before and you will be there again. There you go. One of the greatest thoughts cliches of all time in sports and it should hold true and these players should listen to it should behave like that sometimes you need to have fun shit yeah great have fun but again you score one touchdown in your life oh my god i'm gonna freaking you know that's why you gonna light off bottle rockets in the end zone that's they're celebrating they've got a freaking they put a tv screen I know. That's what I said. So they can watch themselves. They're celebrating the mediocrity. Did you not hear what I said? Usually, no. I tune you out. (laughs) Dumbass. (laughs) No. Stop celebrating the mediocre plays. Like I said, if it's something super spectacular, that's different. But they're celebrating everything. And that's where it has to stop. You can't have the mediocrity. Do it. And that comes down to the coaches. Oh, God. I guess it could be worse. I guess, you know, you could have subjected yourself like I did to the first episode of Hard Knocks, where the special teams coach has to tell, to just keep his players engaged, has to tell them about his vasectomy reversal. Uh, There was a reason. I told you this. There was a reason why I'd never watch Hard Knocks. I don't know why I decided to start now with the evil empire of the NFL. Because you wanted to see what a train wreck the organization actually is? And they are. They're McCarthy, all of them. And Dak Prescott is not the pristine, wonderful guy you think he is. You think we curse? (laughs) You listen to him. And then waste your goddamn time watching Ezekiel Elliott, a man in his mid-20s, trying to wrap his first birthday present ever how have you never wrapped a gift in your life talk about entitled or somebody who just doesn't have any friends to actually give presents to can't even wrap a gift for your mom on mother's day or for christmas yeah there you go there you go what yeah what did you do zeke for your mother on mother's day great point dave oh gift bag Cop out. Let's move on to college, where, of course, we all know it's corrupt just like the NFL. Dave and I will keep fighting about that because he wants it to keep getting more corrupt, or I want it to go back to the pristine old days. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) It's never been pristine. I'm naive. (laughs) 
All right. So now we talked about the coaches poll in a previous episode. Now it's time to talk about the AP poll. The one that really matters. Does it? Honestly, I'm not being facetious. The AP poll matters to me more. I still wish if wait a couple weeks to see how everybody performs. I still wish they would use this instead of that stupid BCS either secret panel crap. Oh, that secret panel crap is a joke. Not much of a difference from the AP poll to the coaches poll, but Oklahoma jumps to number two in the AP. Bama still number one. Clemson third. Ohio State four. Georgia five. Wow. Ooh, wow. big difference. Notre Dame slipped a little bit in the AP poll as compared to the coaches. They're at nine. Miami moved up a little bit in this one. They move up to 14. IU stands exactly where they were in the coaches poll. They're at 17. Again, they're making a big deal about Cincinnati being up there as high as they are. They're making a big deal about North Carolina being up there as high as they are. You know damn well in the end they're going to get screwed. Yeah, always and forever because it's the Power Five conferences and it's the top two teams in each of those that's going to be touted. That's all you're going to get in this crap system we have. Now the fallout from Texas and Oklahoma moving to the SEC, we're starting to hear a little bit of rumblings and rumors This would be very interesting. Now, they're not talking about a full-fledged merger, but the Pac-12, the Big Ten, and the ACC are talking about a scheduling alliance where they would basically, outside of their own own conference schedules, play each other. So, yeah, that is an intriguing situation. Here's the question, though. What is going to happen to the Big 12? Who knows? They're probably going to wind up merging is it with the, be the WAC. Big four? Or now is they going to they are going to actually you think bring in other schools to try to stay at Power 5 or are we gonna were... be looking at a Power 4 now? I don't know if the Big 12 can do anything. They're going to have to try to poach guys Poach teams from other conferences. They have to. They're going to have to. They got poached. Why not do some poaching of their own? Yeah, they're going to have to figure this out. They got a few years to do it, but they're going to have yeah. to figure out what they're doing here. Now, Oklahoma wanting to switch over to the SEC and now two and three in the rankings have lost their third wide receiver recruit for next year. So what's going on there? Well, something to think about. You know, it's cutthroat. Who knows? Maybe, maybe these kids aren't that dumb. Maybe their parents aren't that dumb. And they realize that they would have had a better chance of shining, a better chance of getting on network TV as being part of the Big 12 versus now, mired in the Texas SEC. And Oklahoma become middle-of-the-road middle of the road. teams in the SEC instead of being the big dogs in the Big 12. 
So maybe that's we brought they that might, point. They might up. be giving some under the table consulting yeah. advice from agents. You never know. But we brought it up. Why would you want to go middle tier in the SEC when you ruled the Big Twelve? Yeah. If anything, the smarter thing would have been, and I, I'm not going to rip on the leadership of the Big Twelve, but I would have actually gone the other way. I would have tried to poach before I got poached. Right. I still think bringing in somebody like Houston would have been a great move. You know, the Big Ten is not 10 anymore. No. The Big 12 is not 12. Well, that uh, I wanted to, them to try to get up to 12 again. Yeah. Or even go beyond. Try to get BYU in. Try to try to bring in any bring of in these Utah. outliers. Well, Utah is in the pack. The Pac-12, though. Poach them. All right, go Utah State. Utah State is one I was thinking about. Colorado State was another one I was thinking about. These really strong, you know, schools that are just outside. The, the WAC the Power team, Five. The WAC and Mountain West. Right, right. You should have poached before you got poached. Yeah. Why didn't you make a run at Boise State? There you go. That would have been very good. That would have really helped your credibility if you're the Pac or the Big 12. Yep. Yep. Now, regionally, again, they don't care about regions anymore. They don't care about geography. No. Boise would have fit better in the Pac 12 from right. a geographic standpoint. But again, they don't care anymore about that. No, it doesn't matter. All right. Notre Dame news your team has announced their starting quarterback. Yep. The transfer from Wisconsin. Is it's it Cone? Cone. Cone. Okay. Cone. Yeah. So. Keanu. <laughs> okay. Joaquin. <laughs> <laughs> nope. So his, his move out of Wisconsin seems to have paid off for him for this year. Lost his starting gig up there due to injury and wasn't going to get it back. So why not? make a play to try and usurp some of the younger kids. And they say he earned it outright. More power to him. And you know what? I, I know we've probably brought this up before over the last couple of weeks as the football news has started to trickle in. We've talked about Miami. We've talked about Clemson. I have not heard of any Notre Dame players getting any of these NIL deals. Are they keeping it hush-hush under the table? Don't know. You yeah. haven't heard anything from Michigan either. Right, right. That's the thing. I'm wondering. Has Ohio State had anybody? Not, not that I'm aware of. But the thing is, you see, I would have thought USC might have had them. You know, I'm not a fan. Nobody of Nobody out stuff. of the Pac-12 either. If, if this is where we're going, you better get it out there because that's going to bring more recruits in when it they is. go, hey, look, I at, can get it here. I can Derek get it there. Derek King of but Miami is getting multiple deals. Clemson's QB is getting multiple deals. I'm going there. I'm going there. It's obvious they're very, very open yeah. to these NIL situations, whereas I haven't heard Notre Dame, like you said, Michigan, Ohio State. Why Where's, are where, where are the California I schools? Think, I think you've got to publicize it. You do, because you're not hearing anything out of USC, out of Cal. Yeah. So you got some big schools out there that have no news. I think no this helps news. the Hurricanes. I do. The fact that they jumped both feet into the pool? Well, they had to to avoid any repercussions. 
Speaking of investigations, Nebraska and Coach Frost are being looked at for improper use of analysts and consultants and also moving workouts off campus during the pandemic when everything was banned. And unfortunately for them, there's video footage of said practices. Sometimes, you know, Frost looked like he was going to be the next great golden boy in terms of coaches from coming from UCF. Sometimes maybe you should just stay where you are. Yeah. Don't overreach. Look at Mark Few in basketball at Gonzaga. He's adored. They love him. He's not going anywhere. Amount of money. I'm sure Duke would love to have him. North Carolina would love to have him. But He's fine where he is, and he built a but, program. But could he do that anywhere else? Sometimes, sometimes you're better off where you're at. God, Brad just, Stevens, Shaka Smart. Shaka Smart's a great example of that. You're right. He went to Texas, and that program has been, eh. Yeah. You know. But isn't it funny? We've, we've brought up Nebraska's in trouble. Oklahoma's moving, and it could be a bad move for them. And remember back in the 70s and early 80s, along with Notre Dame and USC, those were the programs that dominated. Yeah. And now look at them. Now look at them. Yeah. So, one full segment of football. How you like it, kids? More coming down the road. Wow. Can't wait. That segment went that fast. Yeah. Cannot wait. Football, football, football. We'll be, we'll be doing picks here very soon. Yes, coming up. For the Rick Shaggy Brooks Memorial Trophy. More details on that coming next week. For right now. Stay tuned. NASCAR and a hodgepodge of other things coming your way. When your day of dealing with international intrigue is over and you've settled down in your Aston Martin, Call up Sports Frenzy 2.0 on your phone or smart car stereo. Every Thursday, Kevin Dave will take your mind off the megalomaniac who just had a laser pointed at your genitals with the best sports criticism around. And don't forget to listen to the weekend edition every Saturday so you can plan out your entertainment options with the femme fatale of your choice. Grab a martini, shaken, not stirred, and check out Frenzy, Sports Frenzy 2.0. Third and final segment here, Sports Frenzy 2.0, taping on August the 18th, 2021. This will hit on the 19th. I am the maestro, Kevin Crane. I'm the conquistador, Dave Height. Time to get back into NASCAR. Of course, they had the Olympics break. Now we're back in the flow, a couple weeks worth of races here, a couple road courses. And, of course, if you want to go back to before the Olympic break, we had Loudon, the cluster fuck that was Loudon. Guess what? NASCAR figured out a way to duplicate it and screw oh everything up again at the Indy Road Course. God, you know what? I'm glad housework, yard work again took me away from this 
having watched the highlights, or should I say lowlights, NASCAR screwed the pooch big time again. That curb was ridiculous. The curbing on in turn six, kids, if you haven't heard about this, they had the, the Indy course, the road course configuration set up. First time ever for the Cup guys. They had run, they ran a lot of races. They ran the Indy cars, they ran the Xfinity. Yep. And then they ran the Cup guys. And there was a curb on turn six that was just getting beat to hell the whole weekend. And it finally gave it way. Completely gave the out. The problem I had with it is that you were, there was foreshadowing big time during it. They came out at one point through a caution because it looked like there was a little tiny piece of metal stuck underneath um, that curb. Yeah. Next thing you know, the guy's out there trying to pull it out, and he starts calling other guys over with crowbars. Warning, if something's stuck under the curbing and you need help, it's a major problem. It was a huge piece of the underside of one of the cars. Absolutely ridiculous. Probably two feet by two feet. So basically, it was probably one of the splitters. And they decided, okay, we'll, we'll look at it. We'll, we'll try to tighten it up a little bit, and we'll keep going. And then you get within the last five or six laps, Martin Truex has an issue. Oh, that pissed me off when I saw that happen to him. They keep going. They keep going. And then they come back around again, and all hell breaks loose. Logano goes out. Bell goes out. Just four or five of the top drivers wind up hitting this thing, and it throws them off course into the tire barrier, spinning out. Mass chaos. Dogs and cats sleeping together. Stupid. Mass stupidity. Then, then... You've got Denny Hamlin and Chase Briscoe. Oh, God. As they restart the race again, Chase Briscoe loses control of his car, basically runs through the grass, missing An one of the turns. Turn. He gets black flagged. But, of course, he hasn't taken the black flag at this point, so he doesn't know he's going to be penalized. And well, so he says. So he says. Denny Hamlin wouldn't buy him that. <laughs> no, no. They come on the radio. They're alerted that they're going to be penalized. But they have until they actually take it to acknowledge it officially. So what does Briscoe do? Rex Hamlin. <laughs> <laughs> and that opens a door for the dinger. If you listen to last week's episode. We talked about. Almondinger being the ringer, but being in a sub car probably wouldn't have had a chance. We said Dinger and we said Cindric. Yep. We and said look those what happened. Solid and NASCAR screwing the pooch, open the door for the Dinger. Yep. So, of course, this doesn't impact the standing since he's not a full time driver. Right. It does take, of course, a quote chance. unquote, a chance for a win away from somebody else. Yeah. But uh, I was happy for him. I have always liked the dinger. Yeah. Dinger the ringer. Yeah. So good for AJ. He gets a second career cup victory. And NASCAR gets 
This one probably NASCAR's second entry into dumbass of the year. Oh my god, dumbass! Yeah, again, two times in three races, I would say. Yeah, major solid screw ups entries in dumbass of the year for NASCAR for not making the right call once on weather, once on repairs yep. of the track. Uh, in other NASCAR news, we have got the all-star race is coming back to Texas oh, for 2022. Yay, because that was so exciting. There's nothing. I'm done with any and all all-star competitions. Sorry. They I was to one of the few. I've said it and I've said it. And I've said it to death on Sports Frenzy. I liked it when baseball made home field tied into the All-Star game because then it mattered. Right. You actually what got to play What do I care it? now? A you bunch don't. of rich, pampered athletes get more money for being selected to an All-Star team. And they don't take the game completely seriously because you have the television announcers talking to them during the actual gameplay. And in racing, okay, we get rich, pampered drivers who get a chance to earn more Even money. more money. So I'm supposed to go, well, in this case, you know, if you finish first, you get more money. I don't care if they get more money. I really don't. It's not exciting anymore. None, none of it makes anybody want to watch it anymore it's almost like uh, a massive ego trip for everybody involved yeah you know celebrate the sports celebrate the drivers or celebrate the players i don't care if there's yeah. nothing on the line other than more money for people who are already richer than me beyond belief yeah nfl pro bowl doesn't matter they don't even play that no At least the nascar guys race right in the all-star race. They actually try. Most the NFL guys aren't going to show up because they don't want to get injured. Right. And, and I it's can't, I'm not, I'm not it's holding that the against damn, them. And it's before the damn Super Bowl. And so I'm anybody on the Super Bowl them. team isn't going to play because they're not going to get dinged up before the Super Bowl. In the NBA, they don't play defense. Right. All all-star competitions can go away tomorrow. I will not shed a tear. Yep. Even in the NHL's All-Star game is a joke. One more observation. I was going to go dumbass on this. I think I told you I was thinking about it, and I decided this week not to. Between the Jack Morris situation and now this one, I decided to back off a little bit. I have my one special dumbass coming soon. But the Indy road course coverage on NBC... Again, bad enough as it is, Steve Letarte, for some reason this week, couldn't shut up. He's, he's... I felt like I was watching an NFL game with Tony Romo. <laughs> Jesus Christ, can you stop talking for two seconds so somebody else can say something more intelligent than what you're rambling about? Yeah, Letarte suffers from diarrhea of the mouth. There you go. He that, just runs and runs and runs. That wonderful age-old phrase that goes all the way back to our parents. I remember my dad saying, you got diary of the mouth. Shut up. Yeah. He, look, He's Tart, just awful. He doesn't bring enough to the table to warrant as much airtime as he's given. And we talked about this last night when we were getting ready. 
for this week's podcast episode. I know he knows more about racing than I would ever possibly know. But he but can't he communicate doesn't, it. He doesn't convey it well. He conveys it like a corn idiot. Yes. Absolutely awful. The one driver you should have in the booth is Dale Jarrett. He is fantastic. He is the one that needs to be there. Latart needs to be out. Burton, eh, no. You know what? Maybe have him replace Kyle Petty doing the off stuff. And instead of Jarrett being there with Petty, throw Dale Jr. out of the booth and doing the off stuff with Burton. And just kick Kyle Petty out entirely. And the thing is, I understand the color guys have got to be a little bit more aggressive, a little bit more controversial. But look at Troy Aikman. He's not that aggressive and not that controversial. Yet, again, I know something we've brought up in the past. Didn't like him at first. Didn't like the pick. He's grown on me. I think he's a very smart, very intelligent. He, he Tony is- Romo, just like being a quarterback for Dallas, could learn a thing or two from how Troy Aikman does it. Yeah. And I, I feel sorry for Jim Nance having to work with him. Yeah. Goodbye, friends. I can't put up with this a-hole anymore. <laughs> and that's what you got in the NASCAR booth right now on NBC. Yeah. And again, we're unless they do some kind of radical change for next year, and we're not talking about going to Peacock. No, 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 no. You need to do something different in the booth. I hope NASCAR is smart enough. Listen to the fans. Listen to us. Either give it all to Fox. Again, I don't think they're going to do that because of the football conflict. Right. NBC, even though they have Sunday night football, can still get away with putting NASCAR races on Saturday nights and Sunday afternoons where Fox can't. Right. So that's, I I know it's a pipe dream, but I know it's also not going to happen. Fox is never going to take over the entire year. So, yeah. And somebody, unfortunately, CBS, for the same football reasons, can't pick up. Right. The second half of NASCAR. Right. So, unfortunately, we're probably stuck with NBC, so I got to hope that somebody there's got some kind of brain matter that can figure out. It's It's got to come working. from NASCAR because NBC can't figure shit out. Yeah. Put it on Peacock, charge people. Put it on Peacock, charge people. All right. Race 25 here. We're getting very, very close to the start of the playoffs. The Firekeepers Casino 400 up at Michigan International Speedway, August 22nd. Right now, we're all locked in. We've been very lucky that, well, Brad Keselowski's not lucky, but the (laughs) fact that he's been terrible and he is our 10th place cutoff driver, and he's been there for a long time for us. Has given us a chance to stay ahead of that. He has given us a stress-free month, month and a half, where even if we had... I've had two DNFs here recently, and they haven't hurt me a damn bit because Keselowski hasn't done much better. And speaking of Keselowski, I'm hoping he pulls his head out of his ass and corrects that ship, because that's who I'm taking for this week at Michigan. Yeah, this is kind of a... A semi-throwaway? Yeah, I think that's a good way to put it, because we know the Fords have not run well this year. 
but in the past typically typically michigan is a ford track correct so i think that's why a lot of us are going with fords i've got you with keselowski i'm going logano the big blue w is going logano the jugglers going logano the governor's going ryan blaney and Aaron, Aaron is the, uh, Sam is going with Kurt Busch. A lot of it is at this point of the season, we're stuck with who we've got. That's why I want to bring up, <laughs> I wanted to bring up the big easy. I wanted to bring up the big easy. Mrs. C hasn't got her pick in yet, but she's got time. Aaron's pick is very, very intriguing because since everything's official now, I can say this. Aaron had a Kyle Larson left and did not use it. Oh, Michigan. Oh, he went. Oh, he went with Eric Almarola. Oh, how do you? Oh, how do you leave a Larson on the track? Larson is the odds on favorite by a mile to win this race. Not only wow. because he's got the momentum. He was good at Michigan before he got to Hendrick. Yes. And before the controversy. <laughs> Oof. Aaron Oof. had one left. He was the only one that had a Kyle Larson left. Ugh. Like you were alluding to. Or taking what we've got left. Aaron was the one I was Ugh. thinking. This would have put him in the driver's seat for the playoffs if he'd gotten his fifth win. And Ooh. odds were if he'd taken Larson, he would have got it. And he went with Almarola. Ouch. So this will be a really fun last couple weeks. Yes, yes, it will. Because with Daytona, that's, that's a crap fine. shoot. Yeah, you half. take Larson at Daytona, that's great. But he's just as likely to wreck out as anybody else. Right. I just I literally when I opened that email and saw that, I was like, Oh, shit. Oh, oh. Somebody wasn't paying attention to his picks. Yeah. Only one that had a Larson left. Oof. I thought for sure that was coming. I thought for sure. That's another reason why I was so mad about not having the balls to take Almondinger was because I was like, that was my freaking shot to get my fifth and match him because I assumed yeah. he was taking Larson. And Larson, I'm sorry, kids. Larson's probably a 70 to 80% chance to win this race. Yeah, he is. That he's, this is almost a sure thing. And the fact that Aaron didn't take him, man, man, big, big sports frenzy news here. Yep. Now watch, this is going to wind up. So this is what's going to turn out to be. It's going to be Almondinger all over again. No, who's <laughs> going to win the crapshoot at Daytona next week? Yeah, that will be an intriguing. Are Aaron and I going to tie for the the lead going in? Is Doug going to get his fourth and make it a three way cluster fuck? Because you realize you are going to have to take over as the administrator of our NASCAR because I, I have to stay impartial right so i have to collect them all yes so it's going to be on you for the first week so that's fine send them to again, me aaron or i get lucky at daytona yeah or again something happens some disaster happens to larson happened once this year it has he did have one disaster this year 
And it's you never know what can happen. Yep. All right. Miscellaneous sports news here. More silly, stupid NBA money. Joel Embiid gets four years and $196 million from the Sixers. Again, rewarding mediocrity. When is this going to, when is the shit going to hit the fan with this ESPN deal? Where is all this money coming from? They're printing their own? I don't know. Yeah, might as well run the NBA like the USA. Yeah. And then, yeah, they had the schedule released and the worst sports day of the year, Christmas Day, (laughs) five NBA games. Yeah. Whoop-dee-doo. God, I miss bowl college football bowl games being on Christmas Day. I know. Me too. NHL news real quick. One big topic. Couple big topics. First one, the NHL, the first league with the balls to mandate vaccinations. Good for them. We'll see how that plays out. Second, they are joining the NBA in jersey advertising starting in the 22-23 season they'll have a three by three and a half inch patch on the front of their sweaters which is larger than what the nba's got right so uh, you know it's coming kids baseball football everybody's looking for the extra revenue yep yeah how about we take that extra revenue and cut the freaking ticket prices. Or stop forcing everybody to go to streaming services and pay even more. Right. Gah. All right. ESPN News, our competition, as I like to think of them, <laughs> our inferior competition. Inferior competition. Can't have too many NFL analysts on ESPN because you never know when one's going to fail. Booger McFarlane. <clears throat> and you're going to need to get another one in there. Oh, as they bring in Alex Smith now into the booth? Yeah, I, I keep seeing, is this, a, I don't know if it's an official full-time thing. I've seen stuff that says he's on like a quote-unquote trial basis, but aren't we all? It's like the saying goes, aren't we all day-to-day? Yeah. So if he does a good job, I'm sure they're going to freaking hire him. If he sucks, let him go. They're they not out fired of him anyway. Now, I do want to give props. I used to watch. Back when it was actually good, ESPN. I loved watching the back-to-back. Um, outside mm-hmm. the line, well, not outside the lines. Um, around the horn, and PTI. Yeah, back-to-back. I love those. And then it got political, and then I said, "Forget it. I'm Bye-bye. not doing it." The I minute, want sports, the not politics. They, the minute they started getting political, I dropped out. But I did for years. Love watching those two shows back-to-back. And Jackie Jackie McMullen is officially retiring from ESPN. Of course, she was with uh, Boston Media before that. Right. Big time uh, basketball commentator, writer. Um, Very good. She's leaving. Yep. She is one of the few class acts on ESPN. That's never got loud, never got obnoxious. Just did her job and did it well. Yes, so kudos to Jackie McMullen. Her final appearance will be on an episode of Around the Horn at the end of this month. So I I, I just get very sad when I see people who actually do it the right way 
leave. Yeah, and you're stuck with what's yeah. left. What kind of blowhard idiot are they going to bring in to replace her? We're open. <laughs> <laughs> There's the conquistador looking for that paycheck. <laughs> uh, Roger Federer <clears throat> is going to be out for quite a while. Big, another another knee another surgery. Knee so surgery. you got to wonder if <clears throat> we were talking earlier in baseball about people who are hearing the end of their careers yeah. calling that now this is a different level this is an all-time great yeah but another knee surgery doing it so he will have quality later on dude it's time to hang the racket up yeah you're one of, you're one of the all-time greats i hate to say it but it's time. Djokovic is going to beat you. Yeah. In terms of all time majors. And Father Time is catching up with you. You you just don't put yourself through the hell of the rehab to try and come back. Do the rehab for your family. Do it for yourself so you have a better quality of life down the road. Well said. Um Hope Solo has always been kind of a nutbag, but she's my kind of nutbag. Because she came out this week and confirmed again what I've always said. Megan Rapinoe is a freak show. <laughs> Megan Rapinoe, according to Hope Solo, bullied most of the members of the women's national soccer team into kneeling. Yes. Yes, she did. And I'm telling you, people, this these are the things we were talking about. In our state of sports frenzy address, you get sucked in. Subway gets sucked in and gives her a national platform so she can make money for being a spokesperson. She is evil. She cares only about herself and her purple fucking hair and drawing attention to herself. When will you realize she is evil? And as a result of that crap, Carly Lloyd is retiring from the U.S. women's team because she is the only one who did not want to go along with that kneeling. Now, that I did not know. Great that job. Just that just came in. out today. I knew Carly Lloyd was retiring. I did not know it was tied into this. Yes, she was the only one who did not want to go along with it. And there she, you go. She is fed up with all that crap. She's going to honor her commitment for the women's professional team she's on for this year. But she's done with the women's national crap. There you go. Teamwork. The maestro and the conquistador. Two halves of a whole. Yin and yang. Bringing the piece together to again show you Megan Rapinoe is the devil. Oh, and go to Subway. Eat fresh. Is she? <laughs> All right, I got one moment of silence here real quick, and then I've got my big dumbass to wrap up this week's sports frenzy. Um, not a big moment of silence, sorry, but New York sports doesn't resonate much with us, especially a so-so head coach of the New York Jets, but we do want to give a moment of silence to Joe Walton, former coach of the Jets who did pass away. Yep. And we have to go to Cleveland Browns legend lineman Dick Sharaf, also later elected to the Ohio State Senate. All right, kids. As always, thoughts and prayers to the families. Um, you want to do your dumbasses, or do you want me to go nuclear? Um, the 
I kind of called them out already. Bali Sports out of Detroit for what they're making Jack Morris do. So that's kind of taken it away. But I believe yours is probably the same as my secondary. We have said this on this show for weeks and months, ever since the debacle where she had to bow out of a major tennis tournament because she couldn't handle the press. She couldn't handle the pressure. Yet she turns up on a Netflix documentary soon after. Oh, yet and she yet she can participate up. in the Olympics. And yet she shows up on the cover of the Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Issue. Yes, she is my new LeBron James. Week after week, until she proves otherwise, I will find a way to name Naomi Osaka as my dumbass of the week. Once again, she's crying, oh, the media is awful. I can't take the pressure. No, that ship has sailed, lady. You're done. You're dead to us. Just like Megan Rapinoe, we're getting played. Well, we're not. Dave and I understand what's going on. The sports world is getting played by her wishy-washy, millennial, snowflake, I-need-a-safe-place act. Yes, and the thing that really pissed me off about this whole situation was that the reporter who asked her a question that I would have asked her that we've been bringing up for weeks here, again, Paul Dougherty of the Cincinnati Inquirer, kudos to him. Legitimate question. Dude. Don't listen to all these other namby-pamby assholes out there. You asked the right question. Like Dave said, they're snowflakes. He asked her, how are you reconciling, I'm paraphrasing, how are you reconciling the fact that you act like you don't want to interact with the media, yet you get such a benefit from your exposure in the media? Perfect, perfect question. Brilliant question. Oh, it was too aggressive. Everybody jumped on the bandwagon to defend Naomi. Oh, it was too aggressive. No, oh, it's shame a legitimate on you, damn question. And then, of course, she had to have a breakdown. I, I can't know how to answer that. I, oh, oh, God. That's because you're a freaking idiot. You are so self-absorbed thinking about yourself that you don't give a crap what anybody else thinks. You don't know how to respond because it's outside of your thought process. Like it or not, when you entered this world of privilege and money, when you became a sports star, you are in the center of attention. Money that we would all love to have, attention that a lot of people would love to have, and you say, I can't handle it. Lay off me. Leave me alone. I've got men. You denigrate people with genuine mental health issues by playing this fucking puppet game. You are playing the media with strings. You don't get it both ways, lady. You're on my shit list now. You are on the sports frenzy, dumbass of the year list, along with NASCAR. Yep. We've already got three this week. All right. I have one final one to call out. The fans at the Rams-Chargers preseason game for that full-on brawl in the stands. That was absolutely stupid and ridiculous. There's no room for that kind of activity. Good for the teams for identifying the fans and banning them from ever attending anything there again at SoCal Stadium. And the sad thing is, 
that wasn't the only incident. We're already seeing the tensions ramped up at these games, even the preseason games. There were more than just that fight at other stadiums. Yeah, that was the big one that got. I don't know if it's the fact that we're dealing with this antagonistic media that's hyping up anger and hostility. Is it because people were cooped up too long because of COVID? I don't know what the answer is, but settle the fuck down, people. Treat each other with respect when you're there. We'll do full circle here to wrap this up. Just like we said at the beginning of this episode. Stop focusing on yourself, your wants, your needs. You're you're like Naomi Osaka. It's all about you, you, you. No, you live in a society. Act like it. I'm the maestro, Kevin Crane. I'm the conquistador, Dave Height. And we'll talk sports again next week. But Don't stay forget tuned, the weekend edition. Coming up. Couple days. We'll see you then. Good reviews.